The train slowly ground to a halt at the depot in El Paso, Texas. Will Cannon carefully studied the men standing on the train platform. He didn't see Jack O'Reilly, the Texas border bandit and gunslinger, or O'Reilly's pal, Wes Carroll. Wes Carroll was also a Texas border bandit and a dirty bushwhacker. Will Cannon had killed O'Reilly's two brothers in a gunfight near San Antonio, Texas, two days ago. Jack O'Reilly had run from the fight, and Will had heard that O'Reilly and Carroll had fled to El Paso. After all the other passengers had left the train car, Will Cannon picked up his gear and exited the train. He once again looked each man on the train platform over carefully before he went to the boxcar, where his strawberry roan, Red, was waiting. He saddled Red and loaded his gear, and then led Red down the ramp and onto Main Street. As Will Cannon rode slowly down Main Street, he studied the face of every man on the street and the sidewalk. He was hoping to find O'Reilly and Carroll, but he was also looking for any member of the Blackman gang. Blackman and his gang of cutthroats had killed Will Cannon's family in Virginia several years ago. The white-hot fire of revenge still burned in Will Cannon's soul. He had vowed to find and kill every member of the Blackman gang. Will had traveled to San Antonio, Texas, hoping that the Blackman gang were the men doing criminal activity there. But none of Blackman's gang had been in San Antonio. Red stopped at the end of the street, waiting for Will to turn the reins. Will turned Red onto a side street and rode to the livery stable. Howdy, stranger. That's a fine-looking animal. My name's Wells. What's your name, stranger? My name's Will Cannon, and this is Red. I want you to board him here for a day or two, then I want you to give him a ration of grain every day. Sure thing, Mr. Cannon. That'll be twenty cents a day. Will handed the owner of the livery stable forty cents. He's a thoroughbred, ain't he? You wouldn't be interested in selling your horse, would you, Mr. Cannon? Red's not for sale. Which uh, cafe has the best Mexican food? Well, this is El Paso, so most cafes here have pretty good Mexican food. The Tapia Cafe's my favorite. It's two blocks south on Main Street. Thanks, Will. I'll give the Tapia Cafe a try. Will carried his saddling gear to the Wayside Hotel. A short, pudgy man was behind the counter in the lobby. What can I do for you, partner? asked the pudgy clerk. Would you have a room for a couple of days? I sure would. I have a room on the second floor with a window overlooking the street. You might catch a little breeze after the sun goes down. It's sure some hot weather we're having, ain't it? It sure is. How much is the room? Thirty-five cents a day. If you want some female company, that costs a dollar. Just the room for two days. Will Cannon handed the clerk a dollar and put the change in his pocket. He put his gear in the hotel room and washed up before walking over to the Tapia Cafe. The green chilies at the Tapia Cafe were hot and tasty, and Will enjoyed his meal. He paid his bill, then left the waitress a tip, and then stepped out onto the sidewalk. It was about one o'clock now, and the hot summer sure was beating down on this area of West Texas. 
after scanning the men on the street and seeing no one that posed a threat. Will walked toward the community water well. He had just finished drinking a cup of water when he heard footsteps coming up behind him. Will turned and saw Jack O'Reilly and Wes Carroll walking toward him. Will Cannon slipped the leather safety thong off the hammer of the Colt 45 in his holster and turned to face the two border bandit cutthroats. I've been looking for you, Cannon. You killed my two brothers and collected blood money on them. Now I'm going to kill you, Cannon, snarled Jack O'Reilly. Yeah, we have been looking for you, Cannon. You'd better say your prayers, stated Wes Carroll. Will Cannon studied the two men before he spoke. O'Reilly was wearing a Colt 44 on his right hip. Carroll also had a Colt 44 on his right hip. The two killers were about 60 feet away.